Welcome to Embrace the Unexpected with your host, Bernadette Butler. In this program, you'll learn how Bernadette and her guests were able to turn what seemed to be a negative into a positive lesson that they can teach others and give hope. Now, here is Bernadette Butler. The aroma of God's love. I smell the sweet fragrance of love that filled the air, so strong the fragrance of love that my soul cried out for more. The aroma of God's love came to me one night. It filled the air with the fragrance of his love. I sing to it. I dance to it. I cannot contain myself, for the fragrance overtook me as my soul inhaled the aroma of God's love. The sweet bouquet surrounded me. I could smell and taste God's love. Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. As I breathed in the love of Christ, the fragrance wrapped around me and carried me into his loving arms. I was caught up in the aroma of God's love. Welcome to Embrace the Unexpected. I'm your host, Bernadette Butler. Tonight, my guest is Renee Envy. She's a newly released author of Steel Toe to Stilettos. Is that correct, Renee? Yes, from Steel Toes to Stilettos. All right. Right pair of shoes, (laughs) and she can conquer the world. Okay. Uh, Renee, hello, and thank you for uh, being a part of Embrace the Unexpected tonight. Thank you for having me. Uh, could you share a little bit about yourself? Just a little bit about myself. Um, my background, I came from a small city out in the suburbs, I'm a little more country, and ended up when I turned 20 years old, went to the rough and tough industry of the automotive industry, our last gray iron foundry of the United States, which was uh, just like a steel mill. And so fire, we melted iron instead of making steel, we made iron. And what it was like as a woman to work in a male-dominated industry and then different things that women have to go through, heartbreaks that we go through, and that's all in my book and how to overcome anything. All right. I read a little bit. uh, You shared with me uh, some of your stories and bios. So embrace the unexpected is sometimes it's, wonderful things that happen that you can quickly embrace. And sometimes it's the challenging things uh, that happen. So let's get right into your story because it's very, it's very interesting. So everything is coming along until you are eight years old. So tell us about that unexpected thing. So um, I was eight years old. Uh, I had newly just became a big sister for the first time. Up until then, I was um, the only granddaughter and the only um, daughter of my parents that were married. And um, it was just my, my baby brother had just been born. He was a couple weeks old. And my mother's father committed suicide we had gotten a call in the middle of the night and that's what happened when I turned eight and how did you react to that uh 
after you heard uh, the news, or did well, you? Yeah, at, at first, being so young, I just knew that Grandpa had died. Um, looking back to it, I, I had spent every single weekend with my grandparents. You know, being um, the only child of young parents, they still wanted to have their, you know, their party time or week time, you know, weekend time together. Mm-hmm. And I would spend the weekends with my grandfather and grandma. And um, my grandfather actually was a Southern Baptist minister. And so we would go to church every Sunday together. And after that, we'd go to Bob Evans for breakfast. And i get a large di- um, large um, chocolate milk, you know. But um, we had that base where, um, you know, we were born, you know, we were read the Bible and followed it and had that faith and um, definitely was rooted in me at that time. So when he committed uh, this act, were uh-huh. you were you surprised, or did your did your mom tell you right off what was what was going on? What I was just, the dynamic? I, I I remember like like it was yesterday. It was a Sunday night going into Monday morning, you know, the middle of the night after Sunday, and my parents had picked probably just my mother had picked me up from my grandparents that Sunday and I remember saying to my grandmother I want to say goodbye to grandpa and her saying um you know don't bother him he's been sick lately and let him rest and you know it's the middle of the night we're home now and I just remember the phone ringing and my father yelling and then my mother came out and got on the phone and and was just crying hysterically and where were you at at that time? Were you? Did you I hear just sat the on commotion? the couch. I just uh-huh. was sitting on the couch, and mm-hmm. it was like you know in the dark, and they were by the other end of the couch, and just you know just feeling like hopeless, like oh my gosh, what's going on? You know. Did they tell you right off, or they I, waited? They told me that Grandpa had died. It wasn't until about four months later that I have found out that it was by suicide. Because my other grandparent, um, my father's mother, had come in from out of, uh, she lived on the other side of the country, and she had came in and asked if she had left a no- if he had left a note, and that's when I put the two together. But everything changed from him committing suicide because I know that you've probably heard the saying before that uh, suicide doesn't end the pain. It just transfers it to the people that love you the most. And I did see some of that, even though a lot of people don't, you know, they don't want to, um, that's not always a, a good saying to go by because, you know, nobody wants to put anybody through that pain. It's just, they can't handle the pain themselves. So uh, share uh, what you told me about how you internalized that because you wanted to go in and see him. Yes, and your I grandmother had. told you, uh, don't disturb him because he wasn't feeling too good. Let him exactly. rest. Exactly. And there, so, you know, um, there I am. I'm, I'm eight years old, and, and I remember, you know, as if it was yesterday because my grandfather was my everything, you know. Just think of like a daddy's girl times 
infinity, right? Because your grandpa's everything. Mm-hmm. And, you know, my grandpa was from Kentucky. And so, you know, he had a cowboy hat and, you know, and he was a good man. And, um, you know, everything you're supposed to fall in love with, right? You know, and, um, and so as um, when my other grandparent and I, my mother had that conversation, I realized that he had wrote a note. I knew that he knew he was dying and that that must have been, I don't know even if I knew what suicide actually was, but I just knew that he knew he was dying and it didn't have to happen. You know, because I'm not sure exactly at eight years old if you really understand what suicide is. And um, I remember thinking, oh my gosh, if I would have went in and said goodbye to him and how much I loved him. There's no way he could have done that. And, you know, to carry that as a child, you know, that's a little bit of a weight of the world. Especially after that, my my mother fell into depression and, um, you know, was on antidepressants and started her, her career, you know, kind of like her, um, I, I don't know how to say it, but her the rest of her life she battled with, um, you know, depression and was on pharmaceuticals until she died. How did you, um, as you were growing up and you had that thought about, oh my gosh, if I had went in there and said I love you or talked to my grandfather, that could have changed his mind. And you said that was like the weight of the world to you. How did you carry it? And how long did you carry it? And when did you finally release that? You know, I'm not sure exactly because it would be about three years later. My parents got a divorce. And so, you know, it was just kind of like it was the beginning of a downward spiral of uprooting my entire, you know, existence and my foundation of what I knew as a child and what was right. Right. You know, because I was born and for eight years I knew that my parents were married and then and my parent my parents grandparents were married and that's how it was. And so when he committed suicide and then there was there wasn't like a strong um you know, male presence for my grandmother to rely on and um it, it just changed everything. So I'm not sure exactly how much weight it carried in but it was the beginning of a downward spiral of um a whole new you know a whole new existence it it was a pivotal point that my life was never going to be the same ever 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 again how do you weigh that right it's hard to weigh it. it 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 is but at some point we either drown in it or we start rising above it. Yes, yes. My my aunt actually, because it was her father who committed suicide, because she's my um, mother's sister, she had gone to counseling, and, and the counselor told her a good analogy. She said, you can't circle the drain with them and go down the drain, which is true. And so that's what I just started to do. I just started to try and stay in my positivity and knew that, you know, my um, strength was going to be in happy thoughts and not going down that spiral. 
And so, and you said your mom was kind of in the depression and she was taking uh, medication for that oh, deep depression so this had this was 1986 april 21st 1986 so we really I, I mean i'm not sure exactly at the age of eight how much knowledge my parents knew or about um postpartum depression but my mother had just given birth to a son and almost lost him during the birth because the umbilical cord was wrapped around his neck. So there she is, just got out of the hospital and, you know, with a, um alcoholic playboy husband, right? So she probably doesn't feel too happy and wonderful about herself and um, has the postpartum depression. And then you lose your father to suicide. I mean, it... Uh, I'm not sure how many women back then would have went, you know, um, would have recovered any much different, you know. Uh, uh, yeah, that that could be possibly true for some or for quite a few of uh, quite a bit of them. Right. Too. So you, you had to go to school and kind of wade through all the dynamics of what was going on. And at the same time trying to keep uh, yourself above the water and not, as you say, go down the the drain. Absolutely. So how, so how did you separate that? You know, kids do all kinds of things, uh, can be two faces. Uh, yeah. Adults can't, adults do it too. We and and it starts when we are younger because if we got if we have one dynamic going on in the household, and then uh, you have your school environment, and if the yeah. dynamics at home is uh, stressful, then you try to do or be some someone else, or you become someone else. Yeah. At that school site, that's unknown to those in the household. So, what did you do? I'm not sure. You know, if I had any real change in school, um, but I um, I do recall just. Um, it wasn't it wasn't long after that that my mother had what we would consider back then a nervous breakdown and went away for uh, probably at least a month um, to a mental unit at the local hospital and at that point I don't know where my father was he probably moved in with a brother or was. Um, Maybe they were separated at that time, but my grandmother moved in and just, I mean, like really not like moved in, but came and stayed with us and took care of us like she was just going to be the rock and just do what needed to be done. And that's, you know, just, we just, that was the adjustment at the time. So you really didn't uh, have to adjust or change uh, from who you was uh, at home and in your school environment? I had to change how I was at home because it was not long after um, that my mother came home from the hospital 
and she was saying things that were not not normal or kind to me and my grandmother pulled me aside and just said basically like um your mother no longer knows what she's going to you know what she says to you and you can't really trust what she's saying so i had to become at eight years old i had to become my own uh seeker of truth i would i would like to say Mm. I like to call that seeker of truth because we couldn't, because my grandfather committed suicide and he was the Southern Baptist minister. Um, we were kind of like scarlet letter from the church. So I had to find my own, my own seeker of truth and unconditional love from God and know the truth. Okay. And uh, hold on to that thought because we're preparing to take a break. your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com If your organization is looking for a dynamic speaker who presents life issues in a down-to-earth fashion, contact Bernadette Butler, author of Living with Autism. At her website, bebutlertheauthor.com, Bernadette's life experiences and love of God will give a lift and hope to all who hear her. While on her site, you can find out about her books, videos, words of praise, joy and love, and many more resources. Visit Bernadette's site today at bebutlertheauthor.com. In her recent release, Living with Autism, God, Me, and Melvin, from Page Publishing, author Bernadette Butler creates an autobiographical account of the joys and challenges of raising a child with a developmental disorder, autism, and the profound strength she derived from her faith throughout the journey, from the beginnings to changes in her son's behavior, silence, diagnosis, and the outcome overall. Get your copy of Bernadette's story at Amazon.com or directly from her website at bbutlertheauthor.com. Have you become a member yet? Sign up now to become a member of Voice America. It's always free and easy. Plus, you get to take advantage of some great member benefits. Get unlimited access to millions of hours of on-demand content across all of our channels. Keep track of your favorite episodes, shows, and hosts in your own customizable library. Find out what shows you might be interested in based on your favorites. Plus, you get insider access with our newsletter. Membership gives you more. Sign up at voiceamerica.com and click register at the top right. You're listening to Black Friday, every Friday here on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Grow. Evolve. Change. You are listening to Embrace the Unexpected with Bernadette Butler. If you'd like to reach the show, please call in to 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. Or, to reach Bernadette Butler directly, send her a message at her website, bbutlertheauthor.com. Now back to Embrace the Unexpected. So we're back with Renee, my uh, envy, my guest, and author of Steel Toes to Stilettos. And... Uh, she was sharing about uh, her experience uh, during the time when her grandfather committed suicide. 
And then as the years go on, Renee, then you had another unexpected uh, situation. And this time you're an adult. You, you experienced a suicide at your adult age. And, and would you, if, if you're able to share with us who that was, the dynamic of it, and I mean, how how did you how did you overcome all of that? Right. Okay. So yeah. So like I said before, um, I was eight when my grandfather committed suicide, and then that kind of depression kind of consumed my mother, and it was about I, I have to I think it's exactly thirty two years um, later she committed suicide and um, after battling, you know, this depression this whole time. And she also had said to me, um, you know, it's the year of mercy. So she kind of felt that, you know, maybe it was time for her to go now to just kind of like kind of process some kind of the emotions. There is a saying that they say that, you know, suicide doesn't end the pain. It passes it to someone that you, you know, who loved you the most. And at first, you really don't think about that until it really happens to you. So I healed, I think that I healed pretty well from the suicide of my grandfather when I was young. But when I was um, now 37 years old and my mother committed suicide, that saying came true, that it gets passed on to you. I felt um, it, it wasn't just so much depression. It was more I had night terrors that I couldn't mm. control. And so I really felt like, oh, my gosh, she really did pass it on to me. And, I, and it, you know, somebody is going to, that's at first. But then I mm-hmm. had to process those motions and know that, you know, everybody's life is a journey. Um, it wouldn't be until um, I was three years later that I would even come to terms of being able to process those emotions. But at first, it was consuming because um, in the manner of which she did it, it, it was and having to go in and, and see the, um, you know, the, the scene and it just um it completely was a different devil that i felt like i had to fight mm-hmm. and had to come through mm-hmm. and i really feel like uh in the 3 years since my mother committed suicide i felt like i had to go through this whole new journey to go through everything that she went through and really fully understand it and process those emotions and come over on the other side victorious and I go it's hard to explain in depth how I went through that journey of going through what she went through and coming over the other side um, victorious over a, a podcast but I explain it in full depth when you read my book from front to back and how um Everything has happened for a reason and and how I was able to turn this pain into a purpose to now 
maybe help us in the future break the stigma of mental illness and how we process life experiences. Uh, yes. Uh, for some reason, we're experiencing a little fading in and out of you. Oh, okay. Is yeah. that better? I know I that, had a call come in. Oh, okay. Um, so now your mother, first your grandfather, yes. then your mom, yes. and now you're, you're left with your mom's pain after uh, struggling through the healing of your grandfather, the pain that was from there. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I, I've not been through that. Uh, I can't imagine uh, myself. Um, I tell you what, I know I couldn't get through it by myself. I would have <laughs> to have the uh, God's mercy and grace. Yes, on I me. did. Yes, I did, sweetheart. Yes, I did. Um, actually, it, it's been a beautiful journey of even realizing not just that he is our strength but helping to figure out even what his purpose is you know for us and they say there's two the two most important days of your life the day that you're born and the day you realize why and we're all broken. That's how the light gets in, right? Right. So it really, I, I know it sounds crazy, but the heartbreak of losing my mother to suicide and the journey of trying to f seek the truth and the highest love and to find the highest answer as to make amends with that has become this it's it cracked my heart open like an egg cracks and life begins i remember that you shared with me even though that was painful but at the at the same time you had a revelation it's like all of a sudden it was free and you yeah. said she did she did this for me now yes. some people would think that what is she talking about? And yeah. is there a possibility that your mom might have been thinking, I'm in this depression. I, I, I'm I not functioning uh, like I should for and um, being a mom. Or, no, or, yeah, there's some of that. There's some of that. It's kind of, um, I think my mother actually felt more like I finished the race and now the crown. And... Um, if you listen to Tony Robbins and he says to you, he says, you have to imagine that no matter what, that it's all happening for you, not to you, that it's all happening for your highest and best good, even the worst tragedy. And it wasn't until actually I thought that I had finished writing the book and I had listened to motivational speaker Les Brown. And Les Brown talked about how he used to feel bad and feel unloved because he was put up for adoption at when he was born. And that his, his birth mama didn't love him. 
that she put him up for adoption. And that somebody said to him, don't think like that. No, your mother, Mamie Brown, who adopted you, well, she chose you out of the whole wide world to love, and she loves you the most more than anyone. And when I heard that, because I, I had that stinking thinking a little bit, like, really? Like, deep down inside, you know, we we hear, like, those negative thoughts, and I mm-hmm. and it said, did my mom really never want to see me ever again? Like, she really thought about that. Like, she never wanted to see me again. And then, you know, in her note, she had said to me, I'll be in the sky looking over you, and I'll be able to help you from there. And Mm. I remember listening to, there's a woman that on Facebook, she does just like a coffee talk. And she had talked about um, when Kate Spade had died by suicide this summer, she was talking about her experience of feeling suicidal. And she said, it's not that we feel that we want to hurt you or that the even just the pain is so great. Mm-hmm. She said, it's more of we feel so powerless and so helpless in this life mm-hmm. that to take our life is in our power and it gives us the thought of having that power to do something so great and you know the pain is supposed to help us find our purpose kind of like guide us so the pain is kind of like you know it's like if you're walking through a maze and there was only enough room for you to go through the way. But if you turn the wrong way, you hit a rose bush and you got stuck with the thorns. That's what pain's supposed to do. It's just supposed to guide us. It's not supposed to be to diminish our true love and power that God created us in the most awe. You know? It's like that. Um, I think we were talking when we were talking yesterday. Uh, I shared about the how the uh, butterfly is first a caterpillar and the cocoon and struggling to get out. That's a struggle. Right. And then once they get out and free, they're they're beautiful. Right. But they have also, also said that if you help it get out, the wings are not strong because it eliminated, it eliminated their struggle. Right, right. So Jesus said, I will never leave you. I will never forsake you. He did not say, I will remove you out of it. Right. Yes. I, you know. He's he, preparing us. Honestly, I, I got to a point one night when it just came to me and I realized that my mama, she loved me more than anything in this world and that she knew that she had more power as an angel mom than she ever would in this earth. And when that came over me, I felt God's true love for me. And I knew at that moment, like they said, every single thing that happens to you, it is preparing you for your greatest victory. And it is all for your greatest victory. Les Brown says, it's not over until I win. And God has every victory. And so the pain is exactly like you just said. 
because I didn't even know that. You opened my eyes to that because I just knew there was a saying that said, right when the caterpillar thought that life was over, she became a butterfly and flew. And literally, yes, the the struggle you're going through today is preparing you so that you have the strength to actually do what it is that was meant for just you to do. That's that's correct. See, that that is absolutely correct. Yes, honey. Because I even for me, I don't talk much about that. I, you know, I, I've shared about my son that has the autism, wrote the book about it and the struggles of that. And, and also shared a little bit about being in a bad uh, marriage and being surrounded by all that negativity that at twice in that point in my life, uh, the first time, and I, I really don't talk about it, but maybe I should have, is that I remember uh, dropping the kids off at school, uh, going into the garage, shutting the garage, uh, closing the garage door and saying, so what's going to stop me? And was going to leave the engine on. Mm-hmm. I, and, I, and I was thinking, you know, he can't hurt me no more. Um, mm-hmm. And I, this will all stop. It'll be over. And uh, I believe the Holy Spirit said to me, so you're going to leave your children with that person? The old, I, that's right, I, baby. I cut, I cut that engine off. <laughs> that's right. I said, I can't leave my children with that person. Uh, uh, that, that, would not have, that would not have been well and would well for uh, Melvin, who his father was already rejecting him and then that would not had went well for his sisters right. and so and uh, oh no I said no I can't do that and that yeah. and that held me back from right. doing that I could not do that and I said well I have to find some way to uh, muddle on through this whole situation until I can get in a position, make sure that they're in a position, and then just maybe I can um, I can get away. Right. And so I kind of in in some uh, in some of that I kind of understand that. And and you're right. You know, uh, people need to talk more about it because it is uh, life can be extremely uh, stressful. And the challenges of it, you know, your children, your work, and and you know, trying to make uh, ends yeah. meet, and and um, when we realize that we're all going through a battle, and we're all going, we're all trying to go through this struggle, we're all having the same kind of life experiences. We understand that we're actually a lot more alike than we are different, different. and that. You know, when when you're having a bad day, think about, you know what, I bet you there's someone else having a worse bad day. Mm -hmm. And if I can lend them a smile through my pain, that gives me strength, too. That's exactly right. And And that's what what it's all about, isn't it? It, Yeah, that's that's what it's about. (laughs) That's what we should. That's how we should 
cooperate with one another instead of um, right. We all come uh, from a uh, hanging with on. Two yeah, eyes. that's right. Instead of trying to talk about what uh, is different in us, so what if we're different? You that's know, right. He created heaven and earth, and Every I don't see I don't see the stars looking like the moon. <laughs> oh, when we come back, let's talk that. Let's talk the sun and the moon. I want to I want to tell you something about that. <laughs> so, you know, everybody have uh uh like we say, oh I say over and over again, everybody have their struggles, everybody have their challenges. But it is how we deal with it and who we allow to help us through it. We're getting ready to take a break. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com If your organization is looking for a dynamic speaker who presents life issues in a down-to-earth fashion, contact Bernadette Butler, author of Living with Autism. At her website, bbutlertheauthor.com, Bernadette's life experiences and love of God will give a lift and hope to all who hear her. While on her site, you can find out about her books, videos, words of praise, joy and love, and many more resources. Visit Bernadette's site today at bbutlertheauthor.com. In her recent release, Living with Autism, God, Me, and Melvin, from Page Publishing, Author Bernadette Butler creates an autobiographical account of the joys and challenges of raising a child with a developmental disorder, autism, and the profound strength she derived from her faith throughout the journey, from the beginnings to changes in her son's behavior, silence, diagnosis, and the outcome overall. Get your copy of Bernadette's story at Amazon.com or directly from her website at bbutlertheauthor.com. Have you had a chance to check out Voice America's online magazine and blog? If you love our hosts and shows, check out articles that give an even deeper perspective, plus topics about health and fitness, movie reviews, philosophy, business tips and tactics, spirituality, positive thought, current events, and even more about your favorite host. It's just a click away at blog.voiceamerica.com. That's blog.voiceamerica.com. The Voice America Press Blog. All access, all the time. You're listening to Black Friday every Friday here on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Grow, evolve, change. You are listening to Embrace the Unexpected with Bernadette Butler. If you'd like to reach the show, please call in to 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. Or to reach Bernadette Butler directly, send her a message at her website, bbutlertheauthor.com. Now back to Embrace the Unexpected. All right, so you said you wanted to share something about the... Yeah, so like I said, everything happened for a reason, and when I was going through this whole journey of, you know, trying to come with grips and and realization of what could have driven my mother to 
suicide and just trying to, you know, get as much information and try to come as, you know, um, understanding of it as I could. I found the most beautiful line and it said three things will not long stay hidden. And that is the sun, the moon, and the truth. And I just really love that. And then I started to dig a little bit deeper into it. And I, I realized, you know, how are we more and more alike? And, you know, like, like you had just said right before break, it was absolutely perfect that we all are going through life cycles and we're all going through our life experiences and just trying to get through it. And that the creator, whatever religion you are, it doesn't matter, that the creator created all of us. And that we all, you know, what was even, I even had to, you know, go through the process of thinking of why did God even choose that mothers would be the process for us to even come to earth, right? Like, what made that the process? And when I really looked at how we are more and more alike and that the same creator that created the stars and the galaxy and the trees and the oceans and the tallest mountain made you and you're still your mother's miracle. And when you look at the sun, it equally shines on all of us and the sun coming up every morning is our faith. We know that no matter how hard the last day was or how hard the evening was or the night or how dark the night was our promise from our creator is that the sun every day will come up and then the moon sometimes we can't always see it but the moon equally is placed in the sky for all of us and the moon represents our dreams but that our dreams that are placed inside of us is our gift from God and that's what he wants us to go through this life not to struggle not to hate one another not to have all this but to love one another like ourselves unconditionally like we would like our own child and that he equally put all of that for all of us and that's why I came to to realize through that and and it erased whatever pain I, i'm i'm so grateful that my mother did that and that i didn't let it defeat me but that it i let it show me the most beautiful thing that he want the most beautiful message that he wanted me to be able to shout out from every podcast or wherever and that that's that's why and that it was okay with me it's all okay and and then you can look at it too sometimes people uh, forgiveness because a lot of times yeah. you you must find uh, I say you must because if you don't and you, when you don't have forgiveness in your heart, it doesn't hurt the person that hurt you. Oh no! It, it eats at you, and yes, it, it does, and it eats you away, and it diminishes who uh, God intended you to be. That's and, right. And so that'll take you away from His uh, purpose and His plan 
that he had set for you because God had already said in his word, I have a plan for you. Yes, so it does. That, that's a word for each of us, and, and he has a plan for each one of us. It's just for us to learn and understand that everybody's plan is not the same. No, And I think that's why uh, we all go through different struggles. Your struggle was two suicide of people who you love dearly. Mine's was uh, the pain of growing up and then accepting uh, the autism that my uh, son had and moving forward in that in a painful marriage. And, and see, all of that is instead of... Uh, being spiteful or or mean about it or or even seeking revenge or I'm going to get them back. That never works for anybody. It may appear to be working for a little while, but that never works for, for you very long because in the end, it will not destroy the people who hurt you. You'll just destroy yourself. Yes. And so, you know. Oh, that reminds me of a quote by Buddha. He says, you won't be punished for your anger. You'll be punished by it. Yeah. Yeah. You'll be punished. You punish yourself. Yes. So you have to find a way to reconcile uh, with that. And and you have to find a way to em- embrace. I think... We think of embracing is always something joyful, and that's not necessarily so. Um, embracing could be coming to an understanding of something that occurred, and then not dwelling on it, but drawing the meaning from it, uh, and then moving on. Uh, as I've gotten older, uh, I I try to learn to tell myself when I get in those experiences, it's like, okay, God, what are you trying to teach me? See, when when I was going through what I was going through with uh, my son and the marriage, I wasn't thinking of, what are you trying to teach me? I wanted him to get me out of it. Right. And I wasn't thinking of, what are you trying to teach me now? I can look back at the things that I was taught and what he was showing me. Because, you know, when you were saying about the dreams and stuff, it's not, our life is not about us. It's all about God. Uh, That's right. This is not my story. This is not your story. It is his story. And his story is written in everybody in many different ways by all of his people who are different, showing the 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 power of him and how he operates and moves in everybody's life, no matter who you are, if you are willing uh, to follow and go uh, with him. So I, I've always said I, I'm on an adventure with with God because I never know where he's going <laughs> to where he's going to take me. <laughs> That's so true. It's so true. All the places will go. Right. Yes. Yeah, so share about your book. Okay. Uh, I know when you first told me about it, I was like, still told to stilettos? What is she saying here? And yes. then when I read your uh, bio, I said, oh, she worked in, uh, a, um, you said it wasn't steel, but it was iron. 
Yes. And, uh, the last day I yeah, and you had to wear steel toe boots. Oh, we didn't just have to wear steel toe <laughs> boots. If you actually read my book, I had to wear coveralls and steel toe yes, boots and that's what you leather said. gloves and respirators. And actually, at one point, I had a job where we had to wear um, air fresh hoods that it was like an astronaut hood that connected to the machine and you had oxygen come into that hood. And, um, yeah, and so I talk about that, and then I talk about um, in 2008 when they decided that um, we were not going to be making gray iron in the United States anymore and that those jobs were going to be going to Mexico, I um, started to look at my options, and I stumbled upon e-commerce and started to grow um, my business. That was really exciting. Uh, I had bought an online shopping mall e-commerce franchise, so that's kind of cool, like a uh, shopaholic girl dream come true, right, on an online shopping mall, and I just started also doing um, makeup application. I did Fashion Week in New York City. And so I, I literally um, started with the auto industry, and it built my courage and for me to know that, you know, as a woman, no matter what, I can do anything. I can do anything the boys can do, the men can do, and and more. And... That's what I did, and I just started dreaming as big as I possibly could, and I started learning about business, started going back and forth, and it's exactly like you said. I've been on this journey with with God, Creator, and it's been pretty amazing, and it's always amazing, right? Every day is like a brand new gift, right? Well, he said his mercies is new every morning. So, yes. yes, everything is new each and every day. And uh, I remember I, I sometimes I listen to uh, Dr. Charles Stanley. He said, you're supposed to wake up in the morning expecting what what are, what am I expecting today? So I expect the unexpected from the almighty God right. <laughs> every day because I don't I really don't know. Uh, uh, which way uh, he's going to take me. But I I do know this. Uh, the way that he go is the best for me. And that's what uh, I'm learning. I may not have started off well. I had a hard, a hard road to go. But um, I'm determined to end up with him so I can finish well. And um, I'm glad that you was my guest today. And uh, tell tell the uh, tell the audience again the name of your book. My book is from steel toes to stilettos. Give a girl the right pair of shoes, and she can conquer the world. It'll be on Amazon March eighth. And uh, are you having any book signing or anything? Uh, are you trying to set up a book signing or anything in the area? In the area, yes, um, we're from. I'm from Cleveland, Ohio, and I'm trying to have it at Books a Million in Strongsville, probably end of March, March eighth. I will be uh, releasing it with my co-author in Los Angeles at the Power of Wow conference. Very good. Well, we're getting ready to wrap it up again. I 
Thank you so much, uh, Renee, for uh, being a part of my show. And also uh, my condolences because your your grandmother passed away and today yep. was her her service. So she graduated. Uh, she went to heaven. <laughs> yeah. And I'll and I'll keep you in my prayers. And so uh, I've been reading the poetry and and uh, to let everyone know, let you know, uh, th- those are my words. So I'm going to uh, I think this one uh, is appropriate to end with at the feet of Jesus. I saw him from afar. My heart rushed with joy. Come to my home. I said, come, you are welcome here at his feet. I sat, I listened to the sweetness of his voice like melodies from a song caressing my heart. At his feet, he spoke of things that I knew not of. I became an open window embracing his words. At his feet, I felt his gentle touch surround me. It stirred up a strong longing for more. At his feet, the tears fell from my eyes. He knew me. At the feet of Jesus, I found the love that I searched for. My wandering heart had no need to stray. At Jesus' feet, I found my comfort and my joy. At the feet of Jesus, I surrendered all my worries, my fears. He replaced it with laughter and joy in my heart. I welcome him into my home and to my heart. At the feet of Jesus. You never know what you might have been if you don't embrace the unexpected i'm your host bernadette butler and thank you for listening hope you listen next time thank you for tuning in to embrace the unexpected be sure to join your host bernadette butler for another episode next friday at 3 p.m pacific time and 6 p.m eastern time on the voice america empowerment channel have a great weekend